0: Butterfly, butterfly, pretty butterfly. When I see you flap your wing, I know when it's time for spring. Butterfly, butterfly, pretty butterfly. Hi, everybody! Welcome back to the Honest Participants Only podcast. I'm so excited to be doing this series of podcasts because um, it means so so much to me and. I, today, I have Cathy with me. She is, let me get your proper title up. She is the head of the Cancer Network at NHS Bedfordshire, Luton and Milton Keynes Clinical Commissioning Group. Is that, the, I mean, that's a mouthful. Is that who you are? That's who
1: I am. The head of the Cancer Network, yes. And our um, clinical commissioning group, some people call it a CCG, we're responsible for the population
0: of Bedfordshire, Luton and Milton Keynes. So um, basically, oh yes, yes, basically she's God because she's brilliant. She's brilliant. She's been, I've been connected to Cathy in her role. I've been connected to Cathy all my life. Yes. But I've been connected to Cathy yes. in her role for about 10 years now. Um, yeah. yeah, just probably. Yeah, yeah. under. Yeah. Yeah, um, and it's been a ride. It's been an absolute ride. But today we're going to be talking about creating Black History, right? Because what I wanted to do, if you've seen any of the others in this series, you will you will know. But if you haven't, what I wanted to do um, with Black History Month in mind, we know Black History Month's gone, but these topics need to be discussed all the time. So don't worry about that. Um, with Black History Month in mind, I wanted to do something a little bit different. I wanted there to be a spin on it. And that spin means that we are creating Black History. We're looking at what we're doing now that future generations will be able to look back on and go, this is what I want to acknowledge during Black History Month. You know, Because Black History Month is important um, and it happens every year, but I don't want there to be this one month a year where we really, really focus on it. So creating Black History is a really important thing. And actually having the conversations I've been having about this, it's making me wanna do it every year. You know, do the Creating Black History Month every year kind of thing. So watch this space for the next 12 months.
1: Nice.
0: Um, some of the topics that we are going to be talking about or have spoken about if you've seen them are um, how non-white people can support in the, the creating of our black history. Uh, my Black History is one of the themes. Uh, we've had a, a range of amazing topics today with Kathy, I'm going to be talking about tokenism. Mm -hmm. And that's, that can be a very scary word. Or if you don't really understand the trauma that that can entail, it might not be scary to you at all. But today, that's what we're going to be talking about. So Kathy, Mm -hmm. (laughs) uh, what does this word say to you? So I
1: was thinking about this. And It's about um, where people, I guess, have that um, intention to appear to do the right thing. So when it comes to race, for example, if you think about workplace and you might think usually I think tokenism is aligned to to workplace scenarios. That's where most people experience it. And it can be around. recruiting into a a job. And you're the only black person, you're the only person of Asian heritage, a Chinese heritage, an ethnic minority group that's recruited into that role, maybe through the recruitment process, they've chosen you specifically knowing your background to be part of the recruitment process, and you don't get the job. But the the organisation can say at least Oh, but we had somebody on the on the panel, so or for the recruitment process, it can be um, workplace activities uh, that take place, and actually you're only chosen, or the feeling is that you're only chosen because of your ethnicity, because it because of your uh, gender, for example, they might need you to kind of tick. It's about ticking boxes. That's for me where tokenism is most used. Now, when I was thinking about this, sometimes I think it's done with intent in some places, and sometimes it can happen um, not because people intend it to, but sometimes because they don't know any better and they think they're doing the right thing, but actually it's how that person on the other end of it then feels. So for me, there are probably two sides to it. Now, I know um, people might say, no, you know, there's always an intent behind that, um, those actions, and actually people know what they, they're doing. But for me personally, I I think sometimes it can get mixed with trying to do the right thing, and it yeah. doesn't quite land
0: This is where it gets messy, isn't it? Because um, one of the things I'm always helping on about, if you spend enough time with me, whoever you are, um, you will hear me talk about the fact that intent does never um, trump impact. And the way something lands is way more um, impacting than what you intended to do. And that is why we have to be held accountable for so many reasons, because actually you may not have meant to offend me, you may not have meant to hurt me, but you did, and so therefore we have to move forward. And, and you know, it, it, hurt can be anything. It can be you took the last suite. Oh, I didn't know you were here. That's fine, but I'm hurt now. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it, it's, 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 it can be used in so many different contexts and whatever. But you said something that really, really kind of struck me, so I, I put this up. Tokenism for us and tokenism for them, how it feels. You said they may not mean to, hmm. but it feels to us, it can feel to us uh-huh. like tokens. Yes. And that is where it gets really messy. Yes. Because you're absolutely right. I've been in too many rooms and too many conversations and too many interactions with people, even people of my own creed and humans, yes. um, who don't realize that they are perpetuating the tokenistic kind of um trope of let's get her in the room. Yes. And it's once you're at once you're in the room, can then prove yourself or be whatever but that puts the onus on me to be brilliant in that room all the time all the time myself yes 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 because actually there are many people around that board table boardroom table or whatever who just are like oh we've ticked our quota you know we've got the black girl or we've got the the brown guy or whatever it is and that's that's that can be tough yes yeah and it's sometimes yeah, and I think
1: um, <clears throat> when when those comments are made, you know, if you're thinking about career progression, for example, and, you know, someone might think, well, actually, you've got, actually, Cathy, you've got a really good job. Do you know how long it took me to get there, though? And, uh, you know, there's, there's something linked to um, that label of when you've kind of, people perceive you to to make it how have you made it what's that journey been like and has it been filled with some of these um kind of tokenistic um i want to say that wasn't opportunities there you know experiences yeah or has it been a natural journey and that's a bit for me about the creating black history I would love to see in the future, people having that natural journey, recognizing that we we may not change the world overnight. And so some of these things are still going to happen to us. Um, How do we see it? How do we recognize it? And how do we respond when we see it? There are different ways to respond that can still elevate you and still keep you moving 100% on your journey. Uh, And it's about how you call that out and how you choose to do that. And that's what I would love to see future generations being able to, if it's still around, that they know how to call it out um, in a way that's comfortable and still get somewhere, still where we need to be but we can can recognise it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, So I spoke, I was asked to speak at an NHS event, um, brilliant event, I think it was called Engage Something. That's great. Brilliant event, she says, and then she gets the name of it. But I was asked to speak at an event and, um, you know, it was a really great experience. I was able to go in um, with a bunch of other people, be on a panel, do whatever. And there was a question and answer section afterwards, and tokenism mm-hmm. came up, but not straight up. Yeah, tokenism, da da da. Um, but they were talking about kind of eliminating it, and the fact that it's really, really important to have that conversation. And these, this was a, a stream of conversation um, happening in the comments, so I was able to read the comments and kind of respond as mm-hmm. another thing was going on. Um, me and others, and somebody said something along the lines of. Um it, it it can be useful because at least we're getting in the room and at least then you're one step closer, like you've got one foot in the door. I personally see a danger with that. What What do you think, Kathy? I'll get on to what I think after. <laughs> no,
1: because if you are getting people into the room, yes you 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 have then got people there if they know that's what you're doing you haven't got all of them in the room you've got the 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 people then joining that room have got a preconceived idea about why they're there it's blocking their ability to see any further to be able to contribute properly because honestly they might be mad
0: (laughs) and so (laughs)
1: I've be been mad in a
0: bunch of rooms, I tell, yeah. you,
1: I tell you that. Yeah, and it, it, it stops you then from being being able to be your full self in that because you're, you're still stuck with I'm only here because I'm ticking a box and you, you, you can't see how then you can contribute. So actually I'd, I totally disagree. I think if I would rather somebody approach me to actually say, Kathy, this particular subject needs your expertise, not because of also, you know, your professional expertise. but Actually, I think as a black woman, you will bring some added value. I would much rather than say that out loud rather than thinking it and then still just invite me along because I know why I'm, I'm there at the end of the day. I can read between those lines. I would rather someone be honest and say that. Then you'll get all of me.
0: Yeah, 100 um, Yeah. 100%. I think that with that, there's also the danger that other people who are not the tokens in the room may think it's okay to tokenize, may yes. think it's okay to dismiss or not listen to the token. Um Again, it goes back to what I was saying before about, well, that puts all the weight on my shoulders. I now have to speak up when I'm not wanted or I now have to, the onus of, being clear, concise, brilliant, all of the things is now on my shoulders because you know I had to get myself in the room. Nobody wants to be where they're not wanted. And as you said, Cathy, I can read between the lines. It's really, really obvious. And I think it's time for us, those of us who have experienced that in particular, mm-hmm. to stop going where we're not wanted and to put ourselves first again. And yes. that's been something really important for me over the last two years. Where tokenism is concerned, because I've always been like, okay, I know exactly what you're doing, I know why you're doing it, but there's work here to be done. So yes. let me do the work. Yes. I've started saying no. I've started saying I'm going to protect myself from this. Yeah. And not only am I going to do that, I'm going to protect others. So where other people have been like, do you know anyone else who could come on, you know, and do this thing on this board or yes. or do this thing yes. in this, and I'm like, I don't, you know, but yes. not because I don't know people, but because yes that the environment is so toxic I'm not ready yet to bring other people into that space to experience Mm -hmm. what I've been trying to educate you on and that sounds really kind of you know malefic I can't say the word I don't mean to be um I've been trying to educate you because actually it's not it's in hindsight that we're able to look back and go ah, oh, I was trying all this time to have these conversations and say, be careful with the term BAME or blah, 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 blah. Yes. That's yes. what it turns out to be. It turns yes. out to be that I was trying to educate you on something about my community. Mm. But at some point you realise you, you might be unteachable. Yes. <laughs> I do a nicer way to put it. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. that becomes really traumatic. And I think instead of spending time doing that, I want to put the onus back in that room and put the onus on myself on having conversations like this with people who get it so that we can empower others who are feeling the same way.
1: Yes. And you know what, then there must be others. So when I was thinking about this conversation, I was, I'll be honest. I was a bit nervous about it because. I was thinking, oh, you know, we start talking about this, you know, what's gonna come out. Because the other thing is for me is there's a very, very thin line between tokenism and racism. And then I thought, oh, if we get onto the conversation of of you know that that gray area, you know, what what will I be able to say? Because this is something we often keep in a box we keep this locked down we experience it we don't talk about it and then when we start to talk about it it sometimes feels then uncomfortable and um I think this is why us talking here is 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 starting those seeds of actually this is okay because actually it can help someone else it can help myself talking about it will help me think about next time I'm in that scenario what did we do what did we talk about did I actually say to myself (laughs) Um, that I need to put into practice because it is practice we've got to practice this stuff for it to become natural to like you said you know say no if you know this is what's happening say no even better still say no and why you're saying no say no because this is how I feel um yeah.
0: Are we ready for that? yet? I don't know. Let's see. I think no, right. And this is the thing, because again, there are you you brought you so perfectly brought the two together, tokenism and racism, mm. and those microaggressions of um in particular being a black woman, yeah. mean that we go, ah, but if I say no, they're mm-hmm. just gonna see me as selfish, or they're gonna see me as stubborn, or they're gonna see me as hard, or you mm. know, all of these things, and we, we've been having to carry those into the room anyway. So we go, yes. oh, how is this going to come across? Yes, Fundamentally, it, it, I can speak on behalf of both of us. None of us are those people anyway. So even if we were talking about, you know, what to have for lunch, we're not aggressive people. When we're, we're always going to be professional. Our tone is going to be very kind of, you know, I'm, it's gonna be like just like the other piece of yes. the room. Yes. <laughs> like, we're not suddenly gonna st- start spouting colloquialisms and be like the M word and yes, just, yes, it's not our style, right? <laughs> Yet we have these yeah. hang-ups that make us go, ah, but what will this look like? How will this yeah. be like? How will this be perceived? And not because of what we're portraying. But because we are used to our narrative yes. being um, misinterpreted, and people who are committed to misunderstanding us, and we have learned how to how to navigate that. And again, it's these conversations. You said it was uncomfortable, and when we start to drill down into why it's uncomfortable, it's not because we're um, Jerry Springer. And we're going to be like, yeah, bring them out. (laughs) That was never going to happen, right? Yeah, never. But it's because of our lived experience in this space. Yes. And that's what's so sad about it. But also what is so empowering when we're able to take back the power and go, no, I want to have this conversation. And who knows what it will do for other people who are not yet in this space and ready. Yes. Yes, yes. So both of us have... um, had a number of experiences in life where Mm -hmm. we have quite obviously been tokenized. I had a couple just recently um, where people were like, oh, Black History Month, Shay, come. (laughs) Um, and, And I think, again, this is about me identifying my own characteristics and understanding my own identity in a really big way because the reason people feel comfortable to do that with me is because in the past, I've always swallowed my distaste and I've gone, but the end goal is important. And so therefore, yes, I will, I will do this and I will come onto your board and I will um, come and speak to your people. And I will, I will, I will, I will. I will. And yes. it, it's the way that those questions, especially if they're really, un, um, really not careful, even if they're said nicely, and this yes. is the problem, um, yes. the way those feel Yes, we have to start acknowledging how that feels. Yes, because it again, it's time for us to stop swallowing the distaste, even if we know you didn't mean it like that. We're not going to hold it against you. We're not those. No, people.
1: no, no, not at all. And I think that's where I, I was saying earlier about that intent thing. That intent yeah. thing is important because if you can recognize why you're. It. Am I am I here because I've uh, my stripes, if you like? I know you know. I do a good job. Um, you know, whoever it might be, if, if you can, as an individual, you can recognise why you're in that room. You can, um, yeah, d- address, be able to address those um, examples of tokenism. I think easier. Um, but it is interesting I think those experiences that uh, we've had uh, recently in the past for me it has now it is starting to get easier I have to say to to recognize and to speak about it so some of the more recent experiences I've been able to actually say or ask the question are you putting it back to people to say why are you asking me here why are you asking me and then let it let it be for them to then say actually Kathy it's because you're a black woman and I think your insights would be useful okay then that we can work with that it's it's starting to feel a little bit easier to to start doing that um like I said if it you know you can it, it depends on the situation and you have to read it
0: yeah well uh, let me ask you this do you mm. think that that because I love that mm-hmm. um but do you think not but there's no but do you think that it's starting to become easier because you've made your way up the ranks and you're now at a more se- even more senior position where you feel that you have that right or do you think it's just that you're uh, every year we get older, and now you're exhausted, and actually you're going to uh, uh, approach things differently. Like, what do you think that is? Why do you think you're? It's now easier for you to do that.
1: I think it's a combination, you know. You you have got me thinking though about whether there's a confidence there. The more that I've progressed, it enables me to be closer to the people that I need to say it to. So I have now more of a voice with um, the leaders, whether it be in my organization or another. Um, so there's a confidence there probably that if I go back to Kathy starting out Maybe actually, yeah, no way would I have said anything. I would have just swallowed it and said, Okay, I'll I'll do it. Um, but there's also a part of me, and it's about your who you are as an individual, that even I am softly spoken, anyone knows me, I I will it will take a lot for me to visibly show if I'm offended or the, that's just who I am as a person, the little May baby trait there. But equally, you know, Taurus the bull comes out and I would be stubborn. <laughs> and I might still say in my in my way, but it is clear, actually, either don't don't do that again, or you know, I will find a way to, to do that. And so there's probably a little bit of both there, I would say. But you did get me thinking there which which is more more obvious is it the personality trait that would allow me to say it or is it the fact I'm now in a position where I could say it and I feel like not everybody would listen some people would listen Yeah, yeah. so I think it's probably a bit of both.
0: And I, I feel like both of those things are just about growth anyway. Yeah. yeah. Of whether it's just about learning from our experiences that have gone before, learning from other mm-hmm. people, or understanding the environment that we're in. Uh, the, the longer you work in um, the environment, and let's use the NHS as an example, you've worked within different sectors of the NHS for so long, you, you understand the beast.
1: Yeah, so yeah, now yeah. you
0: go, oh, if this happens, then this is probably going to be the fallout, and you can then navigate that in a really, really intelligent mm-hmm. way. And the reason you've been able to rise to the ranks of head head of things <laughs> is because you've been able to navigate oh. those, those choppy waters um, sometimes. And I say choppy waters only because the NHS is huge. Yes. And one of the things I love to acknowledge is the fact that it is made up of thousands and thousands upon thousands, maybe probably over a million, I don't know how many people work in the NHS. It's the
1: largest employer
0: in the UK. There you go, and it's made up of individuals, all of whom have their own characters, personalities, identities, um, feelings on things, Uh, some things link us, you know, so you're black, I'm black, Uh, but Mm -hmm. even our, our experience of being black might not be the same. So when you get to thinking about the fact that we are not monoliths, whether it be people who work for the NHS or whether it be black people or whether it be um, transgender people, whatever it is, Mm -hmm. we have our own experiences and identities. And once we start treating people um, like that is the truth, we might get a little bit further. How would it feel if there was a White History Month um, in February every year? and partway through the month, I was like, ah, do you know what, Gemma, um, how would you like to come and speak to us about your experience? So, the like, White History Month happens every year, mm-hmm. and you just thought mm-hmm. about it on the 15th. Okay, mm-hmm. great. I, I would love to do that. Not. No. Um, and again, it doesn't mean that we don't do it. It means that we make decisions about what is best for us now. Yes. Yeah. So you mentioned earlier. Oh no, go on. You were going to say something. I saw your your cogs working.
1: <laughs> I was just thinking that that is one of the scenarios I can say openly. This, this is the first year um, our organisation wanted to make a stand and celebrate Black History Month, and our the feelings that came out from from colleagues was really mixed. Oh, it's taken them all this time. Or some were like, yes, finally, let's go for it. And it's, it's really interesting, even that to how we respond. And that wasn't a, a tokenistic gesture to start off with that was, we, we want to try this, we want to do this, we've not done it before. And it's time. We should have done this. And they were kind of saying, you know, sorry, we've not acknowledged Black History Month before. And um but some of the learning that went it's yeah, <laughs> some of the learning that went into well, how how do we as an organization um, do this and do it properly? Some of us had to say, if it's not going to be done properly, then let's let's not do it, let's just use this as a um, a starter for 10 get the ideas and then we do it properly next year but they said no actually we want to try how else are we going to learn
0: mm-hmm.
1: there's probably been some you know like i said tokenistic things that have happened but it, by us telling them they'll not they'll it you know we well i say they we as an organization will learn for next time we won't do that one we won't do that again
0: yeah, uh, do you know what I totally hear what you're saying and I think some of that is about relationship as well isn't it yeah. it can't be that we just pop up to tell them off and, <laughs> and then and then reap the rewards later yes us as an organization we're doing this and um, it has to be that we're we're all already in dialogue about you know the really difficult things having courageous conversations so that when these things pop up we can be like oh actually you know um Bob this mm-hmm. might be land in this way and yes. that's about relationships outside of race that's about relationships that's just about relationships with colleagues so that yes. you can feel comfortable to say can we have a quick meeting 15 minutes I just want to talk to you about something that's a little bit uncomfortable um, yes. and I'm trying to protect the brand that NHS yes. or whoever you're working for my brand or whatever it is I'm yes. trying to also protect you from the backlash that I know may come um, because you're not immersed in my community, and why should yeah. you be? There were so many communities you could be. Um, we all could be immersed in everybody's communities. There's too many communities want to do it. Yes. So having those relationships and being able to say, yes. "Bob, let's, let's have a quick chat," and yes. Bob's our our willingness to be open. Sometimes it's not every time. Uh, we don't have to be the perpetual educator. Yep. but also Bob's willingness to go. But he, you know, to to not go. Are you sure? because I think black people would love this, <laughs> you know? Because <laughs> I've heard that a couple of times too, and I've just gone, oh, OK.
1: Uh, okay. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. But it's that thing about, so obviously we're talking here as, as black women, our experience, but, you know, even with that that calendar of we're going to, as an organisation, put black history on the map this time. Actually, what they did was then they looked at other... So we've now got a calendar throughout the whole year, and I said, "Well, okay, you've you've opened the box. When you get to another event for the month, be prepared to be as open as you have been about Black History, because there will be other people in whatever the, the next calendar event is who have strong feelings about that too, and how that should be managed. And you need to have open." is so it's not just about um culture it can be about spirits it can be a health event so i don't know world menopause day or what have you women will have views about how they want to discuss that and they can't just have again tokenistic uh, experience there will be someone who you know who has been quite vocal about their experience going through the menopause and um, Actually, there are others that have had different experiences. How do you get them to contribute? How do you how do you get those views, not just to, you know one one person? So it 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 can be you know a range of of issues there. But yeah, that that's front of mind. Sorry, I
0: took you off track now. No, 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 it was perfect. Okay. Um, and leads me into my next question. Actually, uh, before I go back to the one I was going to ask, which and then we'll start to wrap it up. But I was going to ask, do you feel the as well as Kathy the Professional and Kathy the the human, do you feel that there's a responsibility or a choice that you've made, a, a willing choice that you've made, to also add advocate to that? So do you think there's a trinity of who you are? So Kathy the Professional, Kathy the Human, and also advocate in some places, then
1: I think I've chosen to do that. I think I've chosen to do it because some of Kathy the human, me, has always wanted to speak up for others and I choose now carefully, uh, especially the role that I'm doing, I cannot underestimate, you know this, what a passion I have for um, an, a, a disease, a, a, a thing that touches not just individuals but their families, their friends and, and I feel like I'm here to make sure that that journey for individuals and their family and their friends, I can't do it all for everybody <laughs> But there's something about what can I do as a human being to help some of that along the way. If it's about raising awareness, if it's about support, if it's about just talking about it, because some people don't like to talk about it, then that's what I feel. So the advocacy bit for me comes into there. Now, on top of that, there's the bit around as we've talked about ha, who I am in my workplace environment and the fact that um, I am grabbing opportunities where where they present themselves if I can do something I'm not going to sit back now and say oh, I shouldn't I shouldn't apply for that job or I shouldn't um you know take up that opportunity because what will people think of? of me and and can I do it because they might not expect to see a black woman being able to to do these things to go and present the places that I'm do, I'm going to and things like that there's still stereotypes that people have and I'm trying to in my own way without without falling foul of being the token black person I'm um, also trying to to show others that you can you can do it with still with your um integrity intact.
0: One of I'm my favorite sorry. words. Yeah. Integrity. Yes. Yeah,
1: I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm trying, trying. It's not easy because I, I, I do have to check myself every time something comes up. Oh. I, am I being asked because of this? or am I being asked because of that? But in all things, even if I choose to do it, Shay, there will be there will be a, a mindful reason why I'm I'm doing that. And I
0: love that. I love it so much because um, I think I come from that that small group of people who a lot of people don't understand why we said yes to something. Yeah. or why we're choosing a thing. Because yeah. they're like, oh, I wouldn't have done that. Um, but I do think we are a little bit different in some way. <laughs> yes. Um, and we do. I think what you said at the end is, is most pertinent. There will be a mindful reason we've chosen. And yeah. that reason can't always be verbalised, but we know what it is. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Um,
0: yeah. And that's okay too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah stop beating
1: myself up. Yeah. yeah. yeah
0: who's got time? <laughs> I need to use all my energy to beat up racism, like yeah. <laughs> beating myself up. <laughs> yeah. uh, I love it. I love it. Thank you. So a little while ago, you mentioned, um, mm. you know, the different ways to respond and that hopefully future generations, because of course, we're talking about creating that history, future generations will know how to respond. So, mm again, this isn't, we're not going to be looking at a definitive list of A, B, C, you know, but what are our different ways to respond? What what ways can the people who are watching this be empowered to know that they have options?
1: I think the thing that I've just touched on a little bit earlier is, is being able to say when you see it. But also we've talked about it depends where you are in life where you how comfortable you feel about doing that so the thing that i do my hubby is my go-to and i'll you know talk to somebody whoever your go-to is you, there are people other people out there we we're all experiencing this in some way shape or form even if we don't really want to acknowledge it or talk about it or we've got a coping strategy that's fine. Whatever your coping strategy is is fine, but if it's something you want to tackle, talk to someone about it. I think it's the most important thing because then you can get other people's views and you know then when you're going to respond what at what level do you need to respond? Is it a, you know, a subtle approach or do you need to have a direct conversation? Because sometimes direct is not always it's important but it doesn't always get you the um, answers you you need. So you need to work out your your the strategy. I I think um, to how you respond. I think also doing it in your knowing yourself and being able to do that in an authentic way. If you are a person who's forthright and you just say A is A, B is B, then that's how you've got to deliver it. Because if you deliver it in any other way, people might not hear you. Because then they're used to the way that you you approach things. And me, you know, I, I'm I'm an A and the B person. But as I said, I I have a, a style about me that I need to make sure sometimes if it's really important, I have to up it. I have to up a notch because I I know people will hear what I'm saying, but because I'm softly speaking, gentle in nature and all of those things if it's something that I feel really strongly about I already know maybe you need to change your tact a little bit just so you're heard it's first time and not I've got got to repeat it 10 yeah seven times 10 times whatever so I think in terms of checklist it's about talking to others it's about knowing yourself and knowing how you'd like to respond. but I think there's always something about responding some way. But just find the best way to do that.
0: Responding in some way can even just be saying, "I'm sorry, I can't." That's a response that you know that's that speaks volumes quite often. Yeah. 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 Oh, Kathy, this has been a wonderful, wonderful conversation. Um, I guess my final question is, do you have anything, um, you know, is there a sweeping statement or something that you just want to add, or the people who are watching this who are like, ah, oh, those two have made it, those two have figured out where they are, where they stand on this issue, um, and who aren't, who don't really understand that, no, 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 we're still learning, we're still figuring this out as we go. Um, Is there something you might want to say?
1: I... We probably touched on it a bit. It's that bit about the comfort zone of how we feel inside um, and the fact that it's okay if we're still navigating, how does this make me feel? Um, That bit about don't beat yourself up, but still keep moving forward. Don't let these things hold us back because there's potential inside all of us and if we let this word token tokenism can consume us and stop us from doing what we're here to do and because we we'll be, will just be caught up with that and actually let it let it go deal with it but let it go and let let your potential shine is what I'd say
0: yeah mm. thank you so much so so mm. much <clears throat> sorry i said i wasn't getting emotional um, <laughs> but i am <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna need a month off after this yes. um, where can the people find you if they wanted to find you where where could they follow you or or figure out you know get some of that wisdom that i'm so used to hearing i
1: am i'm on linkedin
0: um
1: kathy nelson Head of Cancer Network.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. For BLMK CCG. So yes, I'm always happy to. If if someone's got a question, um, or they want to talk something through. I'm I'm happy. I'm, I'm I'm here to listen. We don't have all the answers. We don't have oh. all the answers, and each situation is different. You have got to you know deal with it. Individual basis, but yes, contact me if you want to.
0: Kathy, thank you so much for being here. I love creating thank black you. history. With you. I love creating history with you and legacy with you, but yeah. I especially love creating black history with you. Yes, it is. <laughs> And we will continue to do. We will it. continue to do it. Yeah, yeah. You know,
1: and I think that's that's the thing. You know, people will look back and see you know just recently the conversation we had around inequalities you know people will look at that and say you know what they they're starting to hit shape things
0: yeah.
1: they have a voice yeah. people will listen
0: there is so um it's the very first NHS BLMK NHS sorry health what was it called it's yeah. health conversations health conversations yeah. um I was on the podcast, you wouldn't believe it. But I'm an old lady, so that's why I can't remember anything. <laughs> but there, it's, it's had really, really great feedback, everyone. So definitely go and listen to that as well. Um, Health Conversations, the very first episode had myself, Kathy and Lloyd Denny. Yes. Yeah. yeah so yeah. absolutely go and listen again like I say it's had really great feedback but not because we're great but because the conversations needed to be had um so yeah thank you for bringing it up because I should have and I forgot because I'm an old lady so <laughs> that's
1: I, all right that's all right. thank you Shay. this no is no a wonderful thing that you're doing Let's thank keep you
0: coming. and mm-hmm. I can't wait to do more with you Good. Bye.
1: you too bye, bye.
0: take care Butterfly, butterfly, pretty butterfly. When I see you flap your wing, I know when it's time for spring. Butterfly, butterfly, pretty butterfly.